It is 16 minutes before the hour here on the Toronto Large Radio Show. We're pleased to be in studio with a man who has a new hat. That's a, that's a, is that a new hat? I just I don't wear hats too much. <laughs> well, it's it's a it's, it's a good looking hat. It says yeah. Auto Care Plus on it. It's, 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 it's the way the red comes down. It almost looks like racing stripes. I was going to do hat. my I'm doing my NASCAR stuff today. <laughs> <laughs> that is the voice of John Manellis. He is the owner of Auto Care Plus, which has grown to now a five store operation. There are um, outlets here in Manchester at 991 Candia Road on the east side in Merrimack at 738 Daniel Webster Highway, just south of the Bedford border in Maine, South Portland. I'm sure there's a story on how you ended up with one in Maine. Maybe you'll tell it someday right near the Maine Mall up in Wolfboro at uh, on Center Street, just outside of town, Route 28, and now up in Conway. So we've got the Lakes region, the White Mountains, the Manchester area, and down east covered. We're trying to cover it. So. AutoCarePlus.com is where you can learn all about the services they offer and why they call themselves your dealer alternative. Check out their five-year, 50,000-mile warranty, parts and labor, good nationwide, their auto care clubs. The My favorite, their pre-purchase inspection. Boy, did they save me from a lot of mistakes. And oh, so much more, like their used car inventory, which uh, they sell mostly out of Wolfboro, but also out of Merrimack. And no matter where it is, if you see it online, they can get it to you for a test drive. It's all at autocareplus.com. Good morning, John. Good morning, Rich. How are you? I'm unbelievable. How are you? Pretty good. It's still spring out there. It's still spring. Did it ever really become winter? I don't think so. Not that I'm complaining. Although my one complaint about it is that I spent, you know, <clears throat> more money than I wanted to to get my snowblower up and running and, you know, in tip-top condition, and I think I sparked it up twice. <laughs> well, make sure you put one of them, some 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 gas saver inside the tanks. Yes, some gas saver. stale out on you. <laughs> so. I'll just turn it on and let it run till it dry, goes dry. How about mm-hmm. that? No? All right. Yeah, so. you can do that. <laughs> <laughs> then the rubber will dry out and run up. <laughs> And you have to replace the gas line. So. Well, yeah. <laughs> so. Anyway. What do you have for us today, John? Oh, by the way, folks, if you have a question about your car or anything automotive, uh, give us a call. 606-6762. That's 606-6762. Well, um, nothing exciting except I was going to talk about uh, stuff that's been coming up at the shops lately and uh, got me thinking about you know, our industry as a whole and how it's viewed from the public. And um, sometimes I wonder about, you know, do the customers actually know who's working on their vehicle? And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, yesterday I was up in Conway and we had a, you know, a very expensive Audi in the the shop and it had a misfire and uh, we were figuring out what was causing it. And he had recently had it into the Audi dealership I don't know which one, but anyway, an Audi dealership, the proposed experts, and with the, which I think is also the mentality of a lot of the driving public out there, um, and they they basically took the engine apart and decarbonized it, going after this problem that he was having, and when they reassembled the intake manifold to the car, they, you know. I know we're human, we all make errors, but this was not this was a grossly incompetent error and you know, they basically pinched off of you know the PCV system, the the breathing system, if you will, of the car. And so that caused 
all kinds of other issues and basically caused the intake manifold gasket to implode because the car couldn't breathe and so when 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 you when you clamp off the you know the exhaust of your when you're trying to breathe and you suck in and you go to blow out and you can't blow out it's got to go somewhere so it pulled the gaskets off the intake and uh so anyway long story short is you know now 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 you said he went to the dealership yeah this was at the dealership this is what we found in taking apart the the car. the car so now you would think though that the dealership would have people who were familiar with their own vehicles and they are for me. I'm not saying they're not. It's just that, you know, either he was rushing to put it back together or he, you know, was trying to cut corners because he's paid to cut corners so he can make extra money. So what they call piecework? Yeah, I mean, it's flat rate. We, we pay. Flat rate. For, uh, it's, a, it's a national thing. That's how the industry pays. But, you know, at the same time, there's not not everybody who's a flat rate technician necessarily is, you know. Yeah. And explain to people good. what flat rate means, because I know there are different ways that this can be charged. What's it mean? To, well, I mean, there's, a, na- there's a national labor guide out there and, um, you know, they, they, they take and they do national uh, testing and they basically take a car off the showroom floor, if you will, um, right out of production. And they put it on a, in a bay and they, in a, in a time trial and they do four or five tests. Um, to see how long it takes. To take, see how long to do a job. So and, if a job takes, typically takes four hours. Right. You get paid four hours. If you're the mechanic, whether yeah. it takes you two three hours three or, or five hours, right. you get paid for four hours. Exactly. So there's an incentive there maybe to try to get it done faster because if you can do three, four hour jobs in a day, because you right. can do them in three right. hours. You can make two 11 hours. hours in an eight hour day. Right. And some of the good ones do that, um, but not every day is like that. And some days you uh, are the. I think Paul's saying is sometimes you're the bug, sometimes you're the windshield. Or... <laughs> um, so, all right. So we've got um, – now, are there other ways, though, that the uh, mechanics are typically paid? Is there sort of like – listen, it's 50 bucks an hour plus parts no matter how long it takes us. Is is that a way that it happens um, or – Not the way – I mean, most – they're either in salary or hourly. Um, a lot of the – you know, like the, we call them general service guys who just do oil changes and tires and stuff will be paid – a normal hourly rate, and they'll get paid for forty hours plus overtime. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, the high, usually the highly trained, highly skilled technicians are on the flat rate system. Uh, it's not always the case um, because, again, some guys don't like the pressure, mm-hmm. and some guys, you know, it's really as an owner, it's a fine line to walk because you have to be, you know, you have to have good systems and checks and balances in place, if you will, so that make sure that your, you know, your technicians are being efficient, but they're not, you know, taking shortcuts at the customer's expense, if you okay. will. So, but, you know, anyway, it got me to thinking about the, uh, go ahead. Well, now a, a question about this though. So if, if you find something like that, that's an obvious error that a mechanic made, especially if it's coming from a dealership, um, is there any recourse for the, the, the vehicle owner to be able to say, you, you, you're, you're going to pay for this repair because you screwed it up. I mean, and that's that should happen, and I don't know, this customer is very aggravated and upset, and I don't know what he's going to do, but uh, for me, when I, when we say nationwide warranty for 50,000 miles, five years, I mean, I, again, stuff happens to us, and it wasn't a technician error in this case, but we recently had one fail down in, I don't know, it's a Kentucky or something at one of the shops, and, you know, I had to write out an $800 check down to a, to a shop down there. And, um, you know, shop to shop, you know, he, he wasn't going to do it for free. I get it. And he sent us pictures of what, what he saw. And, you know, it was basically a, 
you know, a part failure that on a part that we put on and, uh, there's nothing I got to do about it except, you know, take care of my customer because my customer was like, I just had this done, you know, right. a year ago. And, right. you know, so we did it. But, um, you know, that's what I would expect this customer to go back to Audi with his bill from us and say, it hey. It sounds like he's got a very expensive problem right now. He does. More expensive than, you know, the carb- decarbonization that they offered to try and fix his misfire problem, which may or may not have been the original problem. I don't know now because it's such a... Uh, such a mess. It caused other issues, basically. So, um, but you know, it's and you know, we're talking about a you know a v, one of those V10 Audi A6, uh, <laughs> you know, expensive motors. It's the crowd not, pleaser. Yeah. So anyway, they, they still make a ten. See, the only car I mean, I thought the last car I saw with a ten uh, ten cylinder engine was a Ford Excursion. <laughs> no, there's some. There's some. There's a few left. There's a V12 out there. Um, there's can, still a 12 out there, huh? Yeah, I believe Caddy still has something out there. Or um, Wow. Or I uh, know, what do you call it? Aston Martin. One of those high-end things. So, um, but yeah, I got to thinking, Paul and I are actually headed out next week on a on business management uh, t- you know, training that I do uh, four times a year. And uh, we also, our technicians also go and get, you know, stay on top of the industry stuff um, quite often during the year. Probably, you know, 40 hours a, a, a week. Um, I mean, a week, 40 hours a year in, you know, various industry training to stay on top of the, you know, the ever-changing, uh, I guess, what do we call our industry? Because the cars aren't getting any uh, right. less complicated. You so know? what should people look for when they walk into an establishment, whether it's a dealership, Auto Care Plus, I think they or should the garage ask. in the corner? Honestly, I think ask you know what do you what are your certifications because unfortunately in our industry there is no mandate there is no um anybody can open up a shop and start working on your car and they don't have to have they don't even have to have gone to a vocational school or a high school or or college or anything it's just you can start working on cars tomorrow if you want and yeah the state you know for caveat emptor huh caveat emptor <laughs> well, buyer beware well, again, it's, you know, do- doctors, again, they don't have to be board certified either, I guess. It, you know, that's one thing you check when you're going to get cut up by a, for surgery. Um, maybe that, you know, does that mean he's not going to make a mistake? No. Is that the same thing with technicians, but at least if they have certifications and if the shop has, you know, warranties and, you know, that my advice to customers is to ask and, uh, you know, don't just take it for granted. And if you go to any of our shops, you know that you can see right into the, uh, into the bays and you know you can actually talk to the technician who's working on your car it's not uh we don't r- run them out back and hide <laughs> I, I mean again you you, know, you can have the greatest relationship with the guy at the front counter but you don't you don't exactly know who's necessarily wrenching on your vehicles and uh you know taking the wheels off putting them back on it seems like a simple process but you know you drive down the road and the wheel falls off it's <laughs> we, we take a lot of things for granted i guess you know it's just um you know i just think I, you know, I, part of me, I'm not, I don't like the government getting involved in our business. I'm not saying that at all, but I, you know, at the same time, there should be. Well, isn't there some kind of, I mean, uh, like self-regulating, um, you know, auto mechanics association or garages of well, America that you can belong to? I mean, there's ASC certifications, which is our, you know, automotive service excellence, which is the biggest, you know, industry. The, the, most everybody gets that, but not all the dealership guys require their guys. The reason all this came up is because AAA called me yesterday. Where AAA re- approved repair shops, 
and they said, hey, you're, you're shopping in Manchester. One of the, the service consultant front counter, ASE, is expired. There's nobody in the store that has it, and we have to be you know, in compliance by the end of May, and, uh, or we lose our AAA certification. Uh, yeah, so the shop can't say it's a AAA certified repair shop. And so, I mean, they, they do hold us accountable, but at the same time, if, you know, you don't want to be a AAA shop, then fine, AAA will drop you, and that's what they'll do. If I don't have, uh, we have to have a master um, technician on staff, which means he's got all eight categories of, of uh, ASC certifications, A1 through A8. Then you have to have your L1, which is your, you know, electrical um, certification, and then you have to have the guy at the front counter certified. So the service consultant, service advisor has to be certified. Hmm. And if you don't have at least one of those people on staff, then you can't be a AAA shop. So, so there's AAA, there's ASE, and yeah, and ASE is the actually the outfit that does the testing, and they're, they're okay. the one. It's a national testing center. You go to you know take tests, and you have to be present. You can't do them online. It's not like you can cheat. Um, they got to see you turn the wrench. No, they got to you got to take tests. And again, it doesn't make you the greatest technician, but it does make you uh, accountable to your industry and your career. You gotcha. know? So. And uh, some cars, by the way, with the V12 engine include the Aston Martin 5.9, <laughs> the Mercedes Benz Mercedes Benz M275 AMG. Yeah. Audi has a Q7, but it, they launched that in 2008. Yeah. The V12. There they go. must be small cylinders because my Hemi's only got eight, and it's a 5.7-liter yeah, diesel, 5.9s. They're tiny cylinders, yeah. They're <laughs> little lawnmower cylinders, but... Is it a Hemi? <laughs> the Hemi has got some big-ass cylinders. All right. so. <laughs> so ask when you go into whatever shop it is, including the dealership, where I think people are probably prone to making assumptions about the qualifications of people working on the vehicles, what right. they have for training and certification and all that fun stuff. Check the walls. They should be hanging, right? They should be. All right. John Manellis, owner of Auto Care Plus, as always, it's good to have you in the house. Thank you for sharing what you know about cars with our audience. Hey, anytime. AutoCarePlus.com is where you can learn more. That's AutoCarePlus.com. Josh, do what you can with what you get left.